Hello everyone and welcome to the Magic Bean Podcast. My name is Cracker and welcome to episode 15. Tonight I have a bunch of beans here with me, just to introduce them. First of all, we have Shorty. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm pretty good. It's a little bit weird being on the other end of that introduction. I know, I like it. <laughs> uh, we also have Chewy joining us again. Happy that my favourite host has returned. <laughs> oh, thank you. Come on, come on. <laughs> Rude. And Scott, the Blaster Boy. How you doing, man? Evening all. So, slight change of events tonight. I'm hosting again. Shorty's got some time constraints this evening, but given he was just a massive part of a huge tournament run here by Mogul in Australia and New Zealand, we wanted to get his take on what had been happening with Standard and kind of how things had progressed. So, mate, you, you've been playing and talking about this for weeks now, this tournament. Yep. The whole structure ran for, what, six weeks, eight weeks, I think? Yeah, I think, I think it was probably like two months for the, the yeah. actual ladder part of it. So it went, went and so quite a while. You, you you squeaked in last time we last time <laughs> we were talking on the podcast. In, yes. You uh, I think you were about to go and play the the winning in for the the top thirty as yeah, it was. Yep, and you did. Yeah, you, you made number thirty. Ex- ex- I landed right on the money. It was yeah, literally the last match to be played on the ladder. Every other match had been played. There was no no opportunity for anybody else to play a match. Only mine left, and it was either I win and I'm I'm I finish in thirtieth and I'm just in, or I lose and I'm. Just another chump down further down the ladder. So, thankfully, I, so, I got a good matchup and I won. Fantastic. What were you playing? Uh, that was Jund Cat on, on that mm. one. And I played against Tima Reclamation. And I, yeah, yeah, had a very swift 2-0 victory. So. so, Joel and I are claiming full credit for that victory because of the, the <laughs> testing Absolutely. that we did with you. Yeah, except <laughs> so. the, the, the testing was after that, I think. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, hey. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got us there, Chewy. Yeah, he might. No, no, no. Oh, I, I don't know. Well, maybe, yeah. Okay, well, how did you do in the finals then? Maybe <laughs> oh, we can take some credit don't be, there. Don't, don't be rude. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then after the, the ladder was finished and we, we had our top 30, there was a, a a really short window to have the last two slots filled because it was the top 32, right? Yeah, they ran it on the Sunday, actually, I think. Yeah, that, that weekend or the following weekend it might have been. Uh, yeah, it was but, yeah, weekend, it was basically op- open entry. Anybody could have actually entered. Uh, and, yeah, it was a, a playoff uh, single elimination system. And uh, whoever were the last two got in to, um, into the top 32. So that, that took us into our playoffs, which was, yeah, the following week. So I managed to and get so there. And so that was a – you did, you did. Congratulations. Well done representing the Beans very strongly. Thank you. Uh and so the the actual top thirty two was a Swiss style event, wasn't it? You played no, how many rounds no. did you play? So it was so we had th- yeah thirty two players actually broke us up into four groups. Um, That's so you right. had yeah your four four groups of eight, and it was round robin uh, matches in your your group of eight. So you played seven rounds. You played everybody in your. Uh, in your bra- in your group once, uh, and yeah, basically the the top two finishes, or effectively the top two finishes. There was a little bit of an issue with some tiebreakers uh, as one player didn't turn up for the um, the actual playoffs. So um, yeah, a whole bunch of people got some free wins, but mm-hmm. yeah, effectively the top two from each group went into the top eight. So. Uh, it's safe to say seven that rounds is a proper day of magic, right? Like yeah, it was a, it was a full on day. Yeah, we were- yeah, yeah. Like it, it kicked off at ten. The first round was ten, and I've got to say, like, uh, like credit to Mogul, it, it it ran very smoothly. Like start of the day, they put up 
your pairings or, or the the order that you're playing everybody. And on the hour, every hour was uh, your your tournament lobby uh, kicked off, and you just jumped in and you had a quick chat with your opponent, worked out your your MTG Arena names, and, and did a challenge, and away you went. You played your match, recorded your results, and then next hour, boom, kicked off again. So, and so this was. Timed rounds, wasn't it? Yeah, this was it, 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 not it was. an untimed time to prevent. No, so it's it, it runs the ch- the chess clock system like you would have on uh, Magic Online, mm-hmm. uh, which, as we spoke about in the previous podcast, I had I had lost a round previously to timing out uh, in the at the latter stage, and unfortunately, I had that again. <laughs> that doesn't oh, happen with mono red, Scott. <laughs> that doesn't happen. No, 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 <laughs> no it doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know if it's a. I don't feel like I was playing slow. I mean, I'm, I was playing. I played Jund Cat in in the playoffs, and it is a deck that takes a while to win. But I, I find, and I don't know if it's a combination of my PC and my slow internet because I've got horrible internet. But my my clock just never seems to be right. I'll, I'll start a turn with like eighteen minutes and 50, 50 seconds, and I'll cast one creature and pass the turn, which takes five seconds. But I lose like thirty or forty seconds off my clock. So I'm not not really sure what's going on there, but it's yeah, it's quite frustrating when you're in a match where you look like you can win and yeah, you run out of time. So, but that's the rules and suck it up for for anybody listening outside of Australia. That is that statement that from Shorty, the last thirty seconds of uh, of content pretty much sums up the Australian internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. It's, it's been upgraded to. Absolute rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it went from rubbish to absolute rubbish. Yeah, it's yeah. correct. I, yeah. I also yeah. live up in the hills and yeah, you do my, my internet is really bad. So, But, yeah, it was um, it was a fun day. We uh, we don't really need to talk about my performance. <laughs> uh, I, come on, man. I know I know it's not a great record, but the, the, the listeners want to know. Yeah. How did we end up? So, uh, yeah, I, I went a, a really solid one and six. And uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was not the best. I, th- I think with a name like that, you could almost get banned in Legacy. That's a good one. Yeah, you like that one. Yeah, that's better than normal. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think a uh, combination of a few things for me. It was uh, so I, as as I said, I played Jund Cat, um, and just with the the grouping system, we we all submitted our deck lists on the Friday night. And then the groups were all released the, that night or the following morning or something. So you, you kind of put into a group with random other people. There, there was a system for it. I can't remember exactly what it was, but what I ended up with was five cat decks in my group. So there was a yeah, lot wow. of mirror matches. I'd sort of tailored my deck to be a, a little bit better against the two decks that I was ex- two other decks I was expecting to be really highly represented in Team of Reclamation and Jeskai Fires, not so much for the Mirror. Um, so as soon as I saw my my group uh, pair my my uh, opponents in my group and what they were playing, uh, yeah, I knew I was not going to be in <laughs> for a very fun day. So the, yeah. there was a couple of messages in our Discord saying some people are going to be timing out. I really hope it's not me. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, and then I timed it was out. a little bit. You at, yeah. At, yeah. The, at the risk of a, a tangent, like when you s- sometimes, uh, and I've done this before. Like you, you look at a well, gone on a tangent. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, never. I've never gone on a tangent, never. ever. <laughs> Old tangent chewy, they call me. Mm, um, he's going on one now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I've worn an onion on my belt as it was a style at the time. Um, so do you think you kind of lost before you went in, in the sense that you looked at the, the, the matchups and you were like, oh, this is going to be terrible. I'm not ready for this. And your mindset played a part. Or do you think that wasn't an issue? Like you've, you focused on each match in front of you and, and played? Like, I'm just curious from, a you know, the psychology yeah, side yeah. of it. I think it definitely played on my mind. And, and most of what played on my mind was knowing that I would need to play quick because I knew I was going to have so many mirrors and I knew I'd had issues in the past with timing out and with my internet and that sort of stuff, I knew I would have to play quick and and that led me to making some silly mistakes. So, there's definitely matches that I played where I lost because of mistakes that I made and then, and then there's the usual matches that you lose where it's like, oh, I'm pretty sure I did everything I possibly could and their draw was just better than mine sort of thing. So, I, I don't think I went in with a defeated attitude um, which is probably okay. more more what you're asking. You know, I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter what meta game you put me in. I'm going to play as hard as I can to win. But yeah, the the time constraint definitely played a, a big factor in in the way that I actually played my games. And yeah, trying to just rush through and, and skip my turns and, and pass priority as quick as I can and things like that, and um, just try and save as much of the clock as I could. So that's something for me to work on, and, and it's something if. You know, if, if it is my computer and my internet that's causing me issues with that sort of thing, then yeah, maybe next time I should just play mono red and <laughs> not, not not worry about that issue. But yeah, uh, <laughs> well, I know you were. Did you play Corvold at all in the end? you uh, no, uh, no. Didn't, didn't end up playing Corvold. Do you think? Do you think like a seven seven or an eight eight flyer in certain situations would have? made a difference like is there a lesson there in like you played a deck for its consistency but um having that sort of being able to drop the hammer and just go right oh, like if you don't deal with this i'm just going to kill you in one turn and save yourself a whole bunch of the clock yeah yeah maybe i i, I don't know I, I didn't really consider it that much it, it wasn't in my list so there's no while i'm playing i sort of figure there's no point worrying about the cards that i don't have in my deck Yep, there's enough to worry about with the clock and the yeah, matchup yeah. in front and of you. Yeah, fair call. By the end of the day, I was yeah, slightly tilted, so <laughs> maybe we should do a podcast on tilt soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. so, no, no idea what that's about. No. No. Okay, so not a great result, You, but, you know, w- well done for getting that far. You beat out a yeah. bunch of people oh, to, to get happy to the top to 30 there. and- how yeah. many people were total in the ladder? I think like, there was like two eighty or something like that. So it wasn't. It wasn't. You finished thirtieth out of two eighty. That's yeah, yeah. Happy not yeah. Okay. But, I mean, yeah. there was two hundred eighty or whatever registered, but they weren't all playing. Like I think a couple of you guys were like registered. Us. Yeah, <laughs> so they weren't all playing. <laughs> I reckon the there was just to make sure he looked better. Yeah, there was probably I don't know maybe a hundred who were actively playing multiple times a week. Um, I obviously don't have those stats, but and, and Mogul would, but yeah, there was there was quite a few people that were actively playing. So oh, look, I was happy to to make it to the top thirty two. I didn't think I'd get there, and yeah, I, I I think this is the first time in like fifteen years that I've cashed an event. So <laughs> that's that's a cool cool feeling. But from what we saw, though, you were generally enjoying it though as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a great time, and I've you know. Reached out to a bunch of people, uh, like they, Mogul had a bit of a Discord going for um, for the players, and 
yeah, sort of branching out and getting the the, the name of the beans out there, and um, that's doing a little well, bit of promotion. Well, that's a win. Yeah, that sort of stuff and and just, you know, making connections in the community and um, just from some some discussions that I've had with a few people, it's, you know, if if I can help promote you, you you help promote me and that's just good for the community, for everybody. It's, um, yeah, just just getting a bit of community awareness out there. So, yeah, it was uh, was a good event. I was really happy with it and, yeah, glad I could uh, do something. (laughs) Great job. Great job. Yeah, well done, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, well done. Thank you. So, yeah, I, I sort of... I thought I'd probably do a bit of a top eight shout out for um, for the people that actually made it, as as I said, yeah. a little, little bit of cross promotion. So we actually had a couple of uh, quite well known names that that made it up into the top eight. So uh, a, a name we've definitely mentioned on this cast before, uh, due to a, a recent Mythic Championship top eight, was David Mines. He he managed to I don't know if he ended up in the top in his bracket or maybe second, but he he played the same deck as me. But uh, his group obviously had better matchups. Yeah, yeah, his group was way better for him. <laughs> we're not we're not <laughs> going to talk about the, the skill difference or anything like that. It was it was definitely just his group. But yeah, congrats <laughs> to Mindsy. He's uh, he's he yeah, can been, magic that guy. He can magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other one being Ryan Cubit. So I believe both of them have played together on the national team. Uh, at some point, I know. Yeah, um, I think was that the first Magic World Cup top four for Australia that Mindsy was part of because yeah, he might have been taken the team to a couple of those. Yeah. So, but yeah, those those two are very very well known uh, Magic players in in Australia and and yeah, pretty regularly playing on pro tours and things like that. Um, like unfortunately, I wasn't able to get any more information off Mindsy for his Twitter or anything like that. But uh, but Ryan Cubit. He's definitely on Twitter. He's at Remix Rubix, uh, but he also streams on Twitch. So, uh, yeah, look up Remix Rubix on Twitch and you can find his stream on there. We'll, uh, we'll make sure we post all the, uh, all the links for any of these shout outs that we do in the show notes. But, uh, yeah, mine's he played Jun Cat and Ryan Cubit played Maru Knights, which is a bit of a, bit of an out there choice, but yeah, obviously served him pretty well. It's actually interesting looking at the, the top eight. There's, I mean, it's because of the group system. It's it's not really a true top eight, uh, if if that makes sense. Like you're not you're not playing through the Swiss field to get into the top eight, and you you are in your brackets. But it's it's pretty diverse. So we've got a Niv Mizzet Fires deck, um, which was definitely a spicy brew. There's the the Cavalier Fires, like you've been playing Chewy, the Planeswalker. I, I do have a Niv Mizzet in my deck. Okay, it's, it's, uh, hang it's, it's on. Which, so this is five color Niv Mizzet Fires deck. Oh right! Yeah, oh, the, the that Niv Niv Mizzet reborn. Oh, okay. I've got a Niv Mizzet Perun. He's awesome with both the Cavaliers, right? So, yeah, uh, interesting. The five, the five C one yeah, uh, yeah. is a deck that would be very interesting to have a look at. Yep. Um, there's the Planeswalker Fires of Invention version, a blue green flash deck, Esper Dreadhorde, and then yeah, a couple of cat hmm. decks. So, yeah, some some pretty spicy brews. But uh, yeah, the other people in the top eight. So. I'm going to butcher how you say these people's usernames probably, but there's Lontravide. I don't know, but it's, his name's Chris, uh, and this is this is a guy from New Zealand. So, yeah, Accumulated Knowledge is their um, their YouTube channel, Accumulated MTG, and yeah, they're a, a bunch of guys from New Zealand, where uh, where I actually was earlier this week. Yeah, got a YouTube channel, so definitely go and check them out. 
Is, uh, yeah. the, the Magic Beans channel has just hit the subscribe button for those guys. Very good. Just, uh, good to hear. So, well done. Uh, we had another name I've seen before, Jim Wilkes. I don't know if you know that name, Chewy, but for, Force yeah, of Wilkes. Yeah, Highlander. Yeah. So he's from Canberra. James Wilkes, yep. Yep. And he is also on Twitter, so you can find him at Force of Wilkes. And he was playing the Cavalier Fires deck. But yeah, I've, I've definitely seen him around and seen that, seen that name around. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> yeah, Force of Wilkes. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, we had a guy named Oliver. So he was Lab Monkey was his, his username. He was on the Planeswalker Fires deck. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I've seen like Facebook ads and stuff for a, a Australian-based online card store called mtgcardsales.com.au. Yeah, I've I've seen things popping up on my Facebook no. feed for that, but yeah, he's he's running that. Yeah, little website that's yeah selling singles. So it's I don't Sweet. don't know if it's quite your uh, Star City Games or your Channel Fireball, but it's a local place to buy your cards from. So yeah, definitely go and check that out. And he's also he wanted me to shout out he's uh, from he's from Sydney and he's from Team Salt. So uh, yeah, shout out to those guys. But yeah, check them out. MTGCardsales.com.au. Uh, who Excellent. else do we have? Well- Team, team Salt should hang out with Team Beans at a GP one time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, they did actually say they were going to be at GP Brisbane, which is on this weekend. So, good luck to those guys up there. Nice. Absolutely. Uh, so, the rest of the top eight, we had Ring Ding Dingo on Blue Green Flash. We just do a podcast where we read out people's usernames. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, we had Suban, Suban, Suban. I'm sorry if I've butchered your name uh, from Canberra on the the Esper Dreadhorde, which is a bit of bit of out there. I was not expecting to see much Esper, and you can find them on Twitter at Child Rebel Walker. And then we have Dennis Chan from Sydney as well, who I'm sure I've seen uh, this person as well. I know Dennis. Yeah, well, I've seen Dennis at events. And yeah. Such, yeah. Um, so they played bl- uh, Green Black Cat. They were actually in my group and this is the the one that was playing that uh, i know i posted on our discord they're playing two main deck bolus's citadels in the uh, in the green black cat shell and it smashed me absolutely smashed me i, I just felt like i was never ever in that game the the amount i've of, seen that on arena yeah well the amount of card advantage spicy. you're getting off of that just like yeah, I'll, I'll play my cat for free. It's, it cost me one life and then i gain one life and you lose one life and it, you just yeah it was it was very, very powerful. That's so spicy, man. Mm, I don't, don't know how it would so go spicy. going forward in a meta of people running, you know, four main deck. Uh, Thrashing Brontodons? Yeah, Brontodons. And what's the- <laughs> I've completely blanked on the name. The green-black sorcery that destroys- oh, Casualties of War. Yes, Casualties of War. Yeah, casualties yeah. Of war. I've been playing that. a bunch of blue-white control online um, on Arena, and I started off with a single disenchant in the main, and I've just snuck an extra one in there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's been really good, yeah. really, really good. It's good against so many decks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, yeah. I ran main deck uh, Brontodon, so, yeah, you just kind of had to in that meta. So, And, I mean, Brontodon's fine to run in the main deck anyway. It's a, it's a good creature, so there's no real issues with that. It's pretty good against Mardu Knights, blocks. Yeah, blocks, blows up a uh, an Embercleave for, for those decks, so... Yeah, pretty good. But yeah, over, overall, I, I really enjoyed the event. Uh, Mogul did a good job. They were pretty open to feedback, uh, especially on the Discord channel, and, and they definitely listened to what players had to say, which you, you can't say happens all the time with tournament organisers. Um, and they're yeah, they're very keen to run some more. So hopefully, early in the new year, we'll be hearing about 
something else. Uh, so keep an eye and an ear out for that. We will definitely cover that when we uh, hear something about it. And, uh, yeah, all we can say is get on there and hopefully the rest of you beans that have been super slack can, uh, can actually get on there too. Let's get five of yeah. us in the, in the top eight next time. I know I've just got to get better than 30th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, after all the whole tournament, I finished 30th. I qualified. I got to 30th for the playoffs and through the playoffs, I still ended up 30th. So at least you're yeah. consistent. Yep. Yep. Let's, uh, 30th, let's, let's just go 30th with that. On, out of, you know, a hundred players active. Like, I'd be if I was in your shoes, I'd be happy with that. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. So I'm just just waiting for my goodies to arrive in the mail and nice. Yeah. So what what do you get? Yeah, you mentioned that you cashed the event. What does that yeah, actually so mean? Yeah, so for for the position that I came for from 32nd to 16th, it's uh, 100 bucks cash, a razor mouse, I think it is. Okay. And one of those uh, gift bundles, I don't know if you've seen, it's basically like a normal bundle, but I think you get a collector booster. They're about, about 100 bucks for for those. So Awesome. Yeah, I'm happy with that. It's free goodies. That's some pretty good price that, support. For, yeah, so yeah, if you went, top if you got into yeah. top 16, it jumped up to 250 cash, uh, and you got a keyboard, I think, instead of the mouse. And then top eight was, I think, eight to fourth was like 500 bucks cash and, you know, some goodies. And then top four was like a thousand bucks, two thousand, four thousand, or three thousand, five thousand, or something. So first place was five grand cash and a razor laptop and all sorts wow. of stuff. So wow. yeah, so it's okay. like ten yeah. ten grand for worth of, of either cash or prizes for first place. So pretty good for a free event. Yeah. It's amazing, particularly for Australia, right? Yeah. Like this weekend, we've got the. GP in Brisbane, which is what two and a half thousand kilometres from where we are, yeah, something like that. So it's it's a long way away, and it's the only one we've got for the year. So we're we're down to one GP, one major event that we can actually attend in in a twelve month period here in Oz, um, and you know we're we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. So it's pretty amazing that we now have access to these kind of events um you know so props to moga well done thank you so much for putting this kind of thing on for us and we we look forward to the the future ones please um, keep them coming please keep them coming i think i think at this point shorty's about to disappear yeah, he's got I'll some other off. things he's got to, to get to but um thank you mate appreciate you uh keeping us informed with what's been happening when is the finals because i don't think they've been played uh, yet, the finals they? are next weekend so the awesome. 14th saturday the 14th and and they will be so everybody in the top eight is required to stream uh, their their matches, and Mogul will be pulling those streams together and having commentators commentating over over the streams. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. I'm assuming it's probably like Twitch Rivals. I've I've only watched a little bit of when they do that sort of thing, but um, yeah, it should be a good thing to watch. So keep an eye on on Twitter and Facebook and that sort of stuff. We'll definitely share that out when we see those streams going up. Should should be a good event. And Mogul, if you're listening, I reckon Shorty probably make a commentator if you, you know, need someone to fill a seat. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> I'd do it, but I'd go on tangents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. And Shorty wears a fez, so that's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. All right. So All right, I'm out. Catch us later. We- see you, man. See ya. So speaking of. Uh, Local tournaments. There's there's been a new one that's just been announced here, um, and we might just continue on this path for a minute. But Good Games is uh, 
one of our local chains of uh, game shops here in Australia. And they've actually expanded in the last few years. They've got a bunch of stores over in the US now as well. But um, this week they've announced that they're going to have uh, a bunch of tournaments running for next year. So they've got a Good Games Championship. Um, and so there's a series of sanctioned events that they're going to have. Um, there's also a Good Games Premiere Series for Magic. Um, and so they're operating across a whole series of weekends throughout the year. And these are the local tournaments that can actually qualify people to the Players Tour um, Championship. So pretty cool that they're starting to um, see these. This is part of Wizards' um, new initiative for 2020. Um, rather than only being able to qualify through GPs and the things like that for getting onto the PT, um, there's now some new avenues here, which is pretty exciting. So we'll we'll link that in um, the yeah, show notes as well. Uh, it's it's a kind of a, a whole new way of doing it. Like traditionally, we've had you know uh, some variation of the PTQ system, right? Where you've got a um, you, you there's a one-off tournament or with the PPTQs to get to the RPTQ you have yeah. to uh, you have to have that but this one it just rewards you for playing a lot and yeah um, with I've just counted up on their stores page um, while you were um, while you're talking there there's there's like 32 stores across Australia so um, so there's there should be uh, a store near, one near you <laughs> yeah exactly so um, unless you're Scott and you live on the other side of the bridge and you need a passport to get over the Westgate but <laughs> um, it's a it's it's great like you essentially you're just getting rewarded for playing at your local store and um, you know playing playing your local FNM could potentially be a path to the players tour for someone so that's incredible yeah, it's fantastic. It, it looks like with the, the small amount of information that's been released so far, it's almost like a mini version of the SCG tour. So there's a whole series of different events throughout the year that will qualify you potentially to like a big large scale tournament at the end of the year, which will be run in Sydney, which is pretty cool. So like the, um, the players' championships that the um, SCG people are running this weekend or next weekend, I think it's pretty soon. So pretty awesome that we're starting to see... Um, the changes coming through um, in, in terms of the way that you know you can go pro or however you would like to describe it. In addition to the fact that you can you know spike on um, Magic Arena or, or Magic Online to you know get some of those special invitations to the different um, Mythic Championships as well. So. Or, or the one GP that we have, right? So or, yeah, the, <laughs> or the one GP, which which is happening, like I said, this weekend in Brisbane, um, and one of our illustrious co-hosts. Mr. Polywaffle Chris and his brother Matt are up there living large in the sunshine of Brisbane. So I don't yeah, think they were planning they, on playing the um, the main event. I think they were just going to go and try and crush a bunch of side events and just bring home armfuls of boxes of cards. Yeah, so it's a standard um, GP at the uh, up there, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, But Chris is pretty high on the Pioneer train. I think he's, he's very keen to play some Paper Pioneer. So... Um, I know if I know Chris, he's got you know a a bag full of decks, so yeah. uh, and he might just lucky dip at the uh, the start of the tournament and see what comes out. But uh, he was a bit flat with the um, the most recent round of bandings because he was building the Field of the Dead deck. He, he so was. Yeah, yeah, so poor, he poor lost Chris. every every time he's got excited about something in Pioneer. Within a couple of days, they've just gone. Bam. <laughs> Ban, ban, ban. Every card that he's been interested in. He's like, I've been building a bunch of Leyland and Abundance decks. 
band. band. <laughs> just <laughs> everything he's been uh, trying to put together. So, unlucky mates, but, uh, you know, still plenty of good options in Pioneer. And the, the format seems like it's um it's pretty interesting um, moving forwards. Did, we should probably touch quickly on the bannings that happened. That was only this week. Yeah, this week. So, there was Smuggler's Copter. Uh, there was Once Upon a Time and Field of the Dead. So, the uh, recently, the last weekend, there was a bunch of PTQs for um, Pioneer that got played, and they were very heavily dominated by basically two decks. So, there was a green-black um, Field of the Dead deck, which was playing like um, our promise to ramp into making just a huge amount of zombies. Um, and as we saw in Standard, that's pretty unfun for most other decks to play against. Yeah. Uh, and then there was also a mono black aggro deck, which was playing Smuggler's Copter, everyone's favorite little looter scooter. Um, that deck was leaning pretty hard on the Black Castle, Castle Lockthwain, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and also looter scooter as well. So the Smuggler's Copter um, was really the engine that let it keep going because that, in conjunction with Mutavolt, means you are sweeper proof. So, you know, someone will play Supreme Verdict and you just. Untap, untap, and bash you, you know, for five. <laughs> activate you, <laughs> yeah. activate you, Mutavolt or, or both your Mutavolts or whatever you've got, and you can kind of just go from there. So they were really, yeah, um, leveraging their mana base very effectively. Um, so the benefit of like a monocolored deck, I guess, and that's something. Yeah. Uh, whenever there's a Ravnica set in the standard format, we almost forget the power of uh, monocolored decks, except for you know when mono reds around. But you know, playing playing a three color up to zero basics in your deck um, is something that becomes normal. But, yeah, the power of man lands and in utility lands is um, sometimes forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's been a little while since we've had, you know, um, cards like Mutavolt or something that efficient. Um, but certainly the castles are, are really starting to shine in Pioneer, which is great because I thought they were really um, sweet designs. I thought they were really interesting um, space for, for a rare land rather than just being a different type of, you know, two-color land. land or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah so, exactly, exactly. Um, they haven't really seen much love in Standard, so it's kind of nice to see them uh, get some play in uh, in Pioneer. Uh, I've been... I've- I've been playing a little bit of them in standard. The the fires deck and the blue white control deck that I've been playing played the blue one, and the mm-hmm. the blue white deck is also playing two of the white castle as well. Um, that makes a one one, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and when you're countering everything and blowing everything up and and such, it's uh, like it blocks infinitely. And sometimes it's it's a win condition. It's it's one damage a turn, two damage a turn, three damage a turn. Sure. Um, yeah, so, like, when the game goes long, it does just give you, you know, when you've got 12 lands in play, um, you know, you can you can counter spells and you can draw cards and make 1-1s one once you've got to that point in the game. And it kind of gives you some inevitability because, like, uh, it's reminiscent of the deck from, like, original, like, 1995-type tournament things where it played the... Um, the name escapes me, but it was a land that made a 1-1. Uh, and it just, you know, you need a way to close out the game in those decks. So uh, it's a, a win condition that doesn't cost you a card. You know, you don't go, oh, I drew my big thing in my opening hand or I didn't draw it and I couldn't close the game. It's a land. You can play a couple of them. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a good card in the deck. Nice. So I think I know someone else who's been playing Counterspells and Blue Castles. <laughs> Mate, hang on, time for but the it's only me, you, and Scott. Yeah, hang I on. I know, I know. It, it, Scott, 
Mm. Shorty threw down the gauntlet a couple of weeks ago in our he last did. cast with yes. a mono blue flash list. Yeah. And what, and what last a guy. time what what a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> He's not I've, here now, so we can say whatever we want again. It's great. I've actually created the deck and I've called it Shorty Hates Me. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the name of my deck. <laughs> so and um does he I hate had, you or have you actually had fun with it? Um, I've had fun, but yeah, I think he hates me because I'm not having a great win streak with it. Um, I, I don't really know how to describe this particular deck. I mean, we, I think we posted it in the last podcast, so our listeners will be able to see uh, what the deck is made of, but I, I've got a love hate relationship with it at the moment. It's, it's totally different to what I'm used to playing. Um, uh, what I do like about it, um, I'll go through my likes and my, my dislikes. I'll say my likes first. I like the the different style of play. I like being able to play cards during my opponent's turn, which then have an impact on the game, which is which has been fun to see that happening. And some of the cards which sort of spring to mind for me that I'm really liking is um, I think it's the Brian Brian Bourne Cutthroat, mm-hmm. um, where uh, is that actually is that the yeah one that's the one he gets a plus one plus one counter every time you cast a spell on your opponent's turn. That's it. Yeah. yeah so you get you you want him down. And I, I love the way I can actually put him down in their turn and then still still continue to put other spells out while he buffs at the same time. So that's that's really cool. Um, the other card I really was liking was uh, Gatwick the Wizened. Mm, um, big fan of that that's, card. Yeah, that, that, I, I became a big fan of this card too. Uh, so that's whenever you cast a blue spell, tap a non, non-land permanent that your opponent controls. So that was a really good way to sort of mess up their game. Um, and he draws a bunch of cards when he comes into play, right? Yes, yeah, yes, he does. Uh, so yeah, if you if you've got enough sort of saved up, um, X cards is drawn. So it's X and three, uh, three islands or three blues, um, and the X is the amount of cards you can draw. The other one which I really liked was the uh, Termander. I think it's I think I'm pronouncing Termander. Yeah, Termander. He was really cool too. I played so a like, lot of Termander, and yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's my favourite. Now, I don't know if I'm playing it correctly or not, but I the way I was playing it was uh, I would usually by about turn four or five, I'd have enough cards in my graveyard now, enough spells in my graveyard to be able to plonk him down and then adapt him almost straight away. And uh, and, and, and it was, that was quite fun. Um, so what was that? That was... Just looking at the card now. Yeah, so... The ability is one less to activate for each instant and sorcery card you have in your graveyard. So I can adapt him and it becomes quite quite tough. He becomes a 5-5 um, flyer. He becomes a 5-5 flyer, yeah. And that, along with my Spectral Sailor, um, was, was fun to have together as well. And then, then the deck is full of unsummons and quenches and all the cards I would normally hate. Um, so that's probably what I love about the deck. What I don't like about the deck is that it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just listed, like... 20 awesome cards and i'm just sitting here going i have cast all those spells and they're all amazing fun and then you're like but it's blue yeah yeah, that's the the good part the first time i ever got uh out of the gold ranks (laughs) um uh on arena uh was with mono blue uh and like it could kind of just beat everything uh you you get to know the matchups you go okay my opponent's on this you learn what the important spells are. It's like, oh, they're going to play this creature, and you're like, I, I'm, I'm not going to worry about that because I'm doing more damage to them than they are to me, so I'm just going to ignore it. Um, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to counter their, you know, their 
um, key cards. And you can just, you can switch gears from a control deck to a beatdown deck. Uh, like, there's a lot of play to it. I really do enjoy that style of deck, and I hope that you stick with it because... I'm uh, definitely going to stick with it. My, my plan is um, I'm meeting up with uh, Shorty for Christmas. Um, that Those that don't know, he's married to my niece. Um, so <laughs> there's a family relationship there. But uh, my plan is to meet up with him on Christmas Day and play a cardboard version of this. Um, so that way he can actually sort of show me what I'm doing incorrectly um, and then continue to, to learn the deck from there. Because I think if I can learn this deck and learn to play it well, then it'll help me branch into other decks as well, which I'm not used to playing. So when and, you say uh, you don't like it, is it because it's just the complete opposite play style to what you're used to? Like you just feel unfamiliar with what you should be doing at any given point? Or is it literally like you feel just like, I know some people just hate counter spells. Like they just, it, it, it creates a visceral response within a person when you say like <laughs> in response, right? Which is some of my favorite words in all oh, of magic yeah. is in response or at your end step, right? Like they're just, mm, they're just delicious, right? And make me feel all warm inside. But yeah. um some people like so is what is it for you is it just that you feel uh, unsure as to whether you're making right choices because you do everything in response or is it that you just genuinely don't like the play style no i mean like, i was joking before when i said it's blue and i don't like it well I mean, I, some people I, just don't no, so. I, I have i have been enjoying it but i agree i don't think i i don't know the deck well enough yet to be able to play it properly and but i like it enough that i want to learn how to play it properly Awesome. And so, and I'll continue to play it, and um, and which is hence why I want to take it on Christmas Day because I think this is a deck which I could really grow to love. And like Chewie said, it's got uh, the ability to sort of jump around all over the place as far as your play styles. Um, you can sort of answer certain different things. So I do like that about the deck. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is that this is the sort of deck that a red player would go up against, and I'd concede almost straight away. I think no, I'm out. <laughs> Should not, be a good matchup for the red player though. And, and yeah, it, it has been. Um, I mean, I'm going to take a little bit of credit because I played some. Um, <laughs> I just played the bots, and I was winning against the bots, and that was going really well. Um, and I think I told you guys at one point I had three wins, and that was when I was playing ranked. But then after those three wins, I had nothing but losses. And uh, and, and I think that also comes down to me just not knowing what to play and when to play it. So I still need a lot of learning. There's still a big learning curve. But um, but I found that afterwards, when when I when I lost, I think sixth game in a row, and I've played it over three nights now. Uh, but each time when I've had this great big losing streak, I just I have to switch back to my cavalcade deck just to just to cleanse this this darkness from my soul. I do know how to win at this game sometimes. Still, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least with cavalcade, I can get a few wins, and I'm happy I can go to bed. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, with this and and I think it has got it's got a lot of depth to it um that i that i do like so um and being able to do all the stuff during the opponent's phase is, is really fun so yeah i actually think tempo decks are one of the hardest to play optimally because you have so many choices so not that any particular deck is simple like your cavalcade deck right you've you've learned that just through experience and you know mm. how to sequence and you know when to attack and when to hold back and when to press for damage and that's really important Whereas you're playing like Chewie's talking about a hard control deck, you basically just go, I'm going to kill everything or counter everything until you run out of resources. I'm going to draw a bunch of cards and I'm going to win with a stack of one ones over the next 30 turns because whatever, I just do that. And like they're both difficult to learn, but a tempo deck is 
I love them, but they're really tricky because you've got to make really accurate turn by turn decisions as to can I let this spell resolve? Not just turn and by turn. You've got to think it's, multiple it's, turns. It's ahead. card by card, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And mm. and then you go, um, am I the control deck in this matchup? Am I the beatdown deck? Um, and can I race this damage? And like there's all these really interesting decisions that you have to make all the time. And like I played heaps of that mono blue deck um, during Dominaria Standard, um, like Chewie did, and I loved it. Like it was just, it was so much fun. Just yeah. it, it felt like every single decision I made mattered heaps. And when I got these victories, like it was like, oh, I just got good games for like four turns in a row because my opponent was sure that they had me dead. But you managed to string these, you know, combinations of draws together or you know you, you counter the right thing or you're playing the merfolk that taps a dude or whatever and like oh, i yeah. love it i, I think yeah, it's yeah. it's some of the most rewarding magic because you don't just go oh you never resolved a spell i won or i threw you know six lightning bolts at your face and you died mm. like it's that really intricate kind of dance which which is just it can be really awesome to what i, to what I did right. appreciate about it was the um being able to leave my mana untapped going into their turn and doing it deliberately because yeah, choices. Yeah. Stuff, you got yeah, so exactly, many choices with it had stuff in my hand which I knew I could play during his turn, and I and it's sort of in the back of my head I'm thinking I'm just going to play a mind game now with you. Whereas in in a red deck, if I had mana left untapped, it was purely because I had nothing in my hand that I could use it for use it for. Um, whereas in this, you can have stuff in your hand and you want to keep that mana free, and you can bluff. Like the yeah. power of leaving two untapped islands open, the effect that that has on an, an opposition, an opposing magic player, is is something that's it's fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah, there, there's an amazing example from a PT is years and years ago now, but um, was when Vapor Snag was legal, which is like Unsummon Scott, except it deals one damage to the controller of the creature, and so it, it's it's exactly the same, right? Just bounces a card it's back to the hand. It's just yep. it's strictly better, um, but. There was a, a a match played where the guy who was the beatdown deck was really concerned the entire time because the player who was playing the, the blue tempo deck just pushed one island slightly off to the side and didn't tap it for like eight turns in a row. They just kept it there, bluffing the entire time that they had a vapor snag, which was going to be like a massive blowout. Basically, the other opponent was going to have to invest a bunch of resources to make this creature that would have won the game basically on the spot, except for vapor snag. And so the the tempo player never had it, but it didn't actually matter because they, they just were playing scared. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to, to kind of get into your opponent's head. Yeah, you can not just, you can outplay your opponent not just on a like the cards in your hand or on the battlefield perspective, you can you can outplay them, you know, in that sense. So and and play outplay yourself <laughs> often. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the mostly, trap, right? Yeah. Mostly, which is which is why I enjoy my victory so much with that deck because they were so few and far between. No, <laughs> not, not quite, but you know, you just you feel like you've kind of uh, yeah, really earned it, which is sweet. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. I'm glad you're um taking yeah, up the well, challenge and. I'm hoping I'll get to the stage where I can change the name of the deck from Shorty Hates Me to Shorty Loves Me. So, Oh, we know he loves you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually uh, want to port a deck really similar like that across to, to Pioneer, so we'll have to try that at some point, man. How good would it be, uh, tangent saying I was going to talk about Remand in Pioneer, how good would it be? Remand uh, would be broken. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's a very powerful card. Yeah. Time Walk. Time Walk's good, right? 
Sure. So there's um, there's other flash decks out there, right? There's um, there's like the mono blue deck, and then there's the blue red, the is it flash, and then there's the blue green, the simic flash. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm segueing here that I'm seeing uh, those decks listed a few times in the uh, the deck list for the um, for the Mythic Championships that's uh, coming up this weekend. Well, funny you should mention that. It is Mythic Championship 7 this weekend. So this is another one of those um, small arena tournaments um, being played out of Long Beach, California, I believe. Yeah, uh, 67. And, yeah. So it's, it's all of the MPL. Um, and then there'll be a bunch of people who um, qualify through other means. There's some special invites thrown in there. So really good mix. And yeah, there's... I'm scrolling through the the lists of all the different decks that are there, and yeah, there's some there's some spicy ones. Well, you you mentioned uh, just before you get into the deck list, you mentioned special invites. Yeah. Um, Melbourne's own Mimi Arthur um, is a special invite, and um, and Mimi's uh, deck list is up on the uh, on the Magic GG website, um, and it looks like Mimi is playing. Uh, Golgari Adventure. So all the best to to memes. Uh, check her. Uh, check Mimi out on um, on Twitter at memes. And yeah, uh, wishing Mimi all the best. So I hope they, yeah, uh, hope they, they crush, crush it. it. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. There's there's a lot of deck lists here. A lot to actually unpack. I mean, it's kind of nice that there's no seventy percent meta this time. It's not just all okay. So uh, look, I'm not going to run through every deck list because you know there's 67 as you said but i mean there's like a bunch of blue white control there's a lot of cat decks as you'd expect so they're called sacrifice decks so there's like golgari and jund and black red um there's a bunch of different fires of invention decks the jeskai fires um there's a whole lot of the Rakdos Sacrifice, Simic Flash, Is It Flash, which is something I hadn't seen a lot of before. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but those look pretty spicy. Quite yeah, interested in those you ones. You see a lot of those on um, on ladder, um, on Arena. Um, the the Mystic Snake, what's it called? The Frilled Mystic. Uh, is no, a, not, is not a, the Simic one, the, the Is It one. Oh, the Is It one. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah you see, yeah, see a bunch of that too. Like, not as popular as the... the green based one but i think the green based one's been around a li- little bit longer so people have it, it has already spent those wild cards yeah but there's some there's some really like there's some big names playing this is it flash deck so mm. uh, double world champion shahar shenhar most re- uh, recent world champion huey jensen also speaking of australian jessica estefan she's from sydney recently relocated to america somewhere i believe but she's part of the mpl now as well she's on the is it flash deck gabe nasif is on is it flash so some some interesting things to to keep an eye out for there's a, deck there's a guy that called ben stark ben what stark Ben Stark, he's left the Night Watch. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Uh, is, is he playing black? He's not. Uh, Azra's control. No. Okay. Yeah. So no. Uh, ben Stark is probably one of the best limited players in the world. Um, yeah. So if you ever want to uh, learn how to draft, uh, watch Ben Stark videos on on Twitch or YouTube. Um, he's a member of the Hall of Fame, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 yeah. pretty alright. That guy. Yeah. Um, there's a deck that uh, is really jumping out at me. I don't know how good it is, but 
it's uh, it looks awesome. Uh, John Rolfe, who's a uh, player that's been around for a, a fairly long time. Yeah. Um, it, it's got four Witches Oven. It's got four Mayhem Devil. It's got four Cauldron Familiar, four Midnight Reaper, but it's also got four Fires of Invention and four Covetous Urge, um, which, for those who don't know, it's four mana, um, which is all blue-black hybrid, so four blue-black hybrid hybrid mana, and it's target opponent reveals their hand. Uh, you choose a non-laid card from that player's graveyard or hand and exile it. Uh, you may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled. You may spend mana as though it were any color to cast that spell. So you've got Fires of Invention, where you're not paying the mana cost for things. Plus you've got this thing to as kind of a mini Fires of Invention for your opponent's spells. And you've got God Eternal Bontu, you've got Stormfist's Crusader, you've got Cavalier of Flame. Like, it's a spicy brew. It's really- you just took two of the best decks and went, I reckon I can shove these into if one If I just deck. mash them together and yeah. I draft a lot and I really enjoy casting Covetous Urge, so I'll put those in too. And uh, I'm, like, I don't know if the deck's good. I Honestly, I, I, it, it might be a complete, you know, piece of garbage, but it looks pretty cool. He uh, might have broken it. I don't know. Potentially. <laughs> he, he, might, he, could be, he could be amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the other decks that looks really sweet, and we did mention it briefly before, is Five Color Fires with, uh, by Ken Yukihiro. So he's an uh, excellent player out of Japan. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing the whole, like, he's got four Niv-Mizzet Reborn in the main deck. We like, he's gone Hydrocrasis and Kenrith and he's playing Teferis and Gross Spiral. So the, the dude has just gone crazy. It's fantastic. That deck looks pretty spicy. I, it looks, yeah, it does. I feel like I need to build that on Arena and maybe make a video because it looks super fun. I don't know how I'm going for, you know, uh, I don't know if I can build it, but I want it. This mana base is wild, man. He's got one of each basic. Planes for us. That's he does too. Four Fable Passage. Four fa- yeah, you can, you can fetch them all out, but that's... Four Fable that Passage, is, five basically. <laughs> that is not something you see very often in modern era magic mana bases. So no. Props to Ken. I hope he uh, I hope he crushes it as well. Four it's, Casualties um, of War seems like a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be... Fires of Invention. Yeah. It should be a really sweet tournament to, to watch. Um, you know, standards opened up a bit now with all these bannings recently, so it's kind of nice to to know that we're not going to just be watching the same thing over and over again. So if you uh, get the chance, and we should hopefully have this cast up before it starts or just as it's starting, given we're here a couple of days earlier in Australia than uh, before the tournament starts. So should be sweet. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I No, I've mentioned it before. Another chewy tangent. Uh, but the the coverage of these events is is amazing. Like they do they do a really good job. Having a small field lets them really like hone in and, and concentrate. And having the the gameplay on arena is you know it's really easy to to watch and consume and to see what's going on. And having the cardboard live um, overlays so you can you know get that information um, really easily is something that um, yeah I. <sighs> It makes magic in the, an actual esport, and um, and that's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, a couple of the things I was actually wanting to chat about. I know this isn't in our show notes at all, but uh, 
couple of new products that have been released recently, and one of them was called Secret Lair. Scott, did you see any of the stuff about those ones? Yeah, I, um, I watched uh, Telerian College, I think it is. He did yeah. a, a bit of a, a video on it. And I must admit, I was, I was intrigued by the first set. I think that came out, it was the little fairies. Just a bit of awesome. Because I thought, mm. I thought that they look good, sort of framed. You know, that was about it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I couldn't really see the value in them. And after watching his video too, I sort of came away with the that same conclusion anyway. It didn't change my mind. So I have seen them and I've sort of looked at what was on offer. But, yeah, nothing's really jumped out at me. Okay. So maybe just quickly to, to talk about what they are, if people haven't seen them, um, it, it's a series of um, products that Wizards are selling direct. Uh, and basically it's a, a theme with, they're all reprints, but they're all new um, art styles and card frames. So the one that Scott was talking about is um, is Bitter Blossom and it's got four tokens that they've um got unique art for and it actually makes a panorama so like the, the bitter blossom sort of sits in the middle and then there's a couple of additional fairy tokens out each side which kind of make this whole um different vista which is kind of cool um they also did a bunch of goblins they did um some of the dredge creatures they've done four different versions of um serum visions uh there's also some like five color commanders with like sliver overlord and uh the scarecrow oh i forget what he's yeah, called the now. reaper king that's the one the reaper king the scarecrow yep. guy um so look it's it's really interesting um that wizards are basically doing this where they had like a 24-hour period where you could buy all seven of them i believe there is for like 200 bucks um and then they're basically just doing unlimited print runs but limited windows so one of the problems wizards have had before with these kinds of products is they've had um basically like first in best rest limited print run and it's crashed ebay it crashed their store multiple times and everyone was all up in arms but this has all been going really smoothly because they've said you've got 24 hours to to pick up your copies of this bitter blossom secret lair and that means that there hasn't been this mad rush for people to get in and um, everything's been going really smoothly so it's it's interesting to see them starting to effectively sell singles direct which is a big change from what they've done before um so i don't know true have you seen these what do you think um i haven't seen a lot i've seen that um the their marketing strategy for them has been to get people like the professor and kenji and um other people to kind of do like live unboxings um which is a uh, uh, you know using the influencers uh, and you know it's it's interesting to watch people do that you know to to mm, see what yeah. they crack and see what's in, in them and and such so that's that's um uh and you know they you know they take a few deep breaths before they hit the hit play on you know record on the camera and you know hype themselves up accordingly so they do a good job of selling the product for wizards in that sense but yeah i'm i'm a little bit like so like don't get me wrong they're cool like they they they're very cool and to have that alternate art um, is great, but honestly, I I think I even though I don't buy any sort of premium product for me, I'm like, oh, it's just another premium product. Like we had one last week, seemingly. So you know, we, when when we got the first like master sets, that was awesome because it was like the the first um, first 
thing that we had like that. And then... Yeah, the first reprint set that we'd had, right, where they had, you know, like new new cards and foils that had ever been foils before and that kind of thing. Yeah, that was, that was really, really exciting. And then we went to, uh, you know, they just came out. Uh, one after another so uh, maybe it's a bit of fatigue for me like don't get me wrong. like I look at the cards and I go they're really pretty yes I do want them but do I need them no so there are collectors out there that are really excited about that um, I, I guess I don't fall into that category but mm. what I will say is there are some Judge Academy promos coming out oh, so yeah I saw those today oh the the demonic tutor is one of the best magic arts period for those who haven't seen it it's uh it's a little girl playing with a doll and you're like oh that's a sweet picture and then you look closely and the doll is actually you know whispering to the to the little girl and its eyes are black oh, and it's, wow. it's 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 proper creepy and it, it's, the flavor text i can't remember what it is but i remember reading it and going <laughs> yeah it, was it just gives like, you the proper heebie-jeebies doesn't it it, it, it did what, yeah absolutely called? It's, it's called it's, Demonic Tudor. Which is a you know a, a card that's been around since Alpha. Um, and it's it, a card that's caused a bit of a stir over magic history because uh, one of the... Well, the original printing had a demon with a pentagram on his forehead holding a book that had a pentagram on it. Oh, yeah, so I if you, that one. And in, in you think about the way that the world felt about things like that in the early 90s. Um, yeah, it was a, uh, a bit of a... Um, uh, uh, yeah, it caused a bit of a frowned stir. upon. Mm. Yeah, um, so there, there were a few cards like that that actually um, they changed the artwork on them. Uh, Unholy symbol was another one as well, I think, which had pentagrams and things. So there was a lot of that kind of stuff in early Magic Art, which has been changed now. But um, yeah, all the there's a few other judge promos. Uh, there's a enlightened tutor, I think, which was gorgeous. And yeah, check them out. They're floating around Twitter. The new 2020 judge promos. Someone's done a demonic tutor with a golem on the front of it. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, the uh, I've just I've just had to look it up because you mentioned that I was so enthralled with the art uh, when I saw this. I didn't actually read the flavor text, Joel. So I've just looked it up. Um, so uh, Scott, demonic tutor, sorcery, black and one. Search your library for any card. Put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Like really powerful. You just go and get whatever you need for two mana. Uh, it says, Mama says it's my imagination, but I know you'll never lie to me. And you're just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> as, as a parent who's randomly woken up with a child just standing next to their bed staring at them. That oh, is yeah. one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had in my life. And to or think or you my- go in to tuck them in and there's like 15 dolls set up along the edge of their bed. <laughs> <and> yeah. <laughs> It's a little creepy. Yeah, but, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. No. So, there was, there's one last product. It's, it's not a product so much, but it's a new offering that um, the Channel Fireball was actually offering, which I thought was really interesting. It's a subscription, basically. So, oh, okay. Um, I didn't see this. Yeah. So, basically, it's like 40 bucks US a month, and it's- it's like a draft pack sort of thing. So I can't remember all the details exactly. I should probably have it in front of me, but I forgot because it was a last minute thought that popped into my head. But um, basically it's a bunch of packs from, you know, different times and also like some sleeves and a, a deck box and some other things. And it's it's like an ongoing uh, loot box effectively, which I thought was a really interesting idea uh, sort of 
for them to put forward. And also, I wonder whether it's a thing that wizards would ever consider doing for this kind of secret lair thing. Because, I mean, there's there's a lot of different um, loot boxes that have been available for other fandoms. So, you'll find different ones that are like superhero themed or you know there's been just a whole a whole series of different ones where you, it's a subscription thing and you pay a monthly fee and they yeah, just loot crate comes to mind that's yeah. exactly mm, yeah, exactly the one yeah, yeah. and so they, they're really popular so it's interesting that um cfb have done this and i think it's a really good idea actually and it's the sort of thing that you, you may end up um it's the sort of thing i'd look really hard at you know potentially signing up for if there was particularly if there was like a local store that was doing that sort of thing and you could support more directly um rather than you know just i hardly ever just wander into a store and buy three packs to draft but if they arrived and i knew that my mates were all getting it as well it would be one of those things where you would be encouraged to you know get together and and do that sort of thing so interesting idea I, i wonder whether it'll take off i wonder whether wizards will look at this and you know, with the, the success of Secret Lair, which it seems like, you know, there's been only really positive responses from everything I've seen online about how well it's been run, um, whether they might look at doing something like that. Because, you know, they're doing the same sort of thing with Arena where it's a direct um, relationship from the customer to them. So there's no there's no distributors involved. There's no, you know, local game stores. And, and not that I want to cut local game stores out of it, but, you know, Wizards or Hasbro may well look at that model and go, huh, there's there's some direct cash that can be made here. So it'd mm. be interesting to see if, if anything comes I, from that. From like build your own chaos players. draft sounds pretty cool. Like yeah. I, yeah, I don't mind that. So Speaking of chaos, you got the last few packs this week, buddy. Uh, well, I, I ordered them. They should arrive next week. So I've actually got the awesome. list um, up in front of me. Plus, if I just reach back and have this sound... That's 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 cracks, uh, cracks crumpling, packs crumpling. <laughs> um, so yeah, dissension, return to Ravnica, Darksteel, Dominaria, conspiracy for a bit of fun, Origins, Oath of the Gate, Watch, Ether Revolt, tw- Corset twenty thirteen, fourteen, uh, a couple of Kaladesh boosters. I bought a few of those because I want an invention. I've never opened one. Um, uh, Shadows over Innistrad, Born of the Gods. Um, and then I've just recently bought um, Amonkhet 2019 uh, Shards of Alara, uh, which is pretty cool. I'm happy <laughs> wow. with that. Yeah, Fate Reforged, uh, Iconic Masters, uh, and Journey into Nyx. So uh, we'll be doing that over over Christmas. Uh, I, I think I might do... Uh, I have a camera and I have a GoPro maybe <laughs> something different for the YouTube channel. Um, maybe the draft, I might wear the GoPro and have some highlights of play. Um, you know, if there's some sweet decks or some cool interactions just to, yeah, put together a, you know, the draft video and a, and a short, um, you know, a short little highlights package over Christmas. So I think, I think that might be a bit of fun to do. What there's going to be is a bunch of footage of, eight people sitting around a table cracking packs and then just with a bunch of confused looks on their faces <laughs> as yeah. we just like what was in shards of alara and, yeah. and like but, I, but I, don't, can, I don't want any modular stuff from dark steel man like no but like, the, the, that'll give you you know the, the metal craft stuff with the kaladesh like bulk synergies yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so. so you just have to dig real deep so <laughs> that that'll be fun i'm I'll sure scott will have a blast for that yeah uh, he will have a blast, boy. 
Oh, um, yeah. I, I, I want to do Commander with you guys over the Christmas break. Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. You're going to have to introduce me to this whole Commander thing. Everyone's been talking about it. So, at, at some point, we might actually get back to the, like, initial premise of this podcast and, you know, talk about, like, new player experiences and, you know, like, some of the ways you can do things. But Wizards have just gone absolutely ham in the last few months with, like, new releases and bannings and, like, just everything. It feels like it's been running breakneck speed for the last six months. So, it's... There's been a lot both, to talk about. There, there's been heaps. So, I, I really do want to get down to, like, you know... We, we haven't done, like, any of any of your, like, throwbacks, Chewy, to, like, old magic terms and stuff like that in a little while. So, we, we'll have to get back into that soon. Um, I think things will slow down a little bit shortly after this MC. It's basically the last kind of major event for the year. So, I think but, Trello's yeah. given up on us. <laughs> we can't even log into it anymore. <laughs> oh, really? There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, Commander, absolutely. We'll have to... Um, have to spend some time. We've had a, a few other of our mates who we've uh, been uh, dragging into that. So uh, hopefully over Christmas and New Year's, we'll, we'll get a few of those games. Oh, in. we should get like a ten-player podcast. No, 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 we won't. no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like waiting fifteen minutes for your turn. So yeah. and that's just that's immediately after Shorty takes a, a fifteen-minute turn, right? That's not even like the whole table. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, uh, but then he'll whinge about me playing KCI anyway. Anyway, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> I think note. we might finish it up here. <laughs> I got KCI uh, in. You, I'm pretty sure did. I've got it into every podcast so far, so I'm still winning. Did you see that uh, Canister has just been like on Twitter saying unbanned KCI? Like, oh, just really? Randomly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's just like I'm not being I'm not being ironic either. He's just like yeah, just unbanned KCI. Oh wait, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, buddy, you're going to be waiting a very long time. Yeah, I might give him a retweet. Yeah, do it. Anyway, that, that'll wrap us up. Um, if you do want to check us out, we are on YouTube. As we mentioned a couple of times, you can search the Magic Beans Cast. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, we are magicbeanscast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter for some particular reason, we are the Magic Beans Cast. I am Joel Hill underscore Chewy. You are at Chewy MTG. Scott. At The Real Blaster. If you want to follow Shorty, he is at PSync. And uh, I think that does it for us this week. So thank you all for listening, and we will speak to you all again very shortly. Cheers. Good night, all. Good night. <laughs>